So here it is, the uh, the first ever BBC Ford podcast, which stands for the Boz Bamps Chalmers Ford podcast, um, hosted by myself, Brady, and my co-host, Bauer Bosma. Bauer, how we doing, mate? Hi, mate. Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Bauer. Give the uh, give the viewers what they want to hear. Tell them, tell them about yourself, mate. Let's get our introductions out of the way early doors. Well, I'm just a young man. Um... <laughs> Looking to, <laughs> 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 oh, just a young man looking to live, mate. Looking uh, to live. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's not very nice at the moment, lockdown and mm. things like that. But you know, I I got a letter. I actually believe it or not, mate, I got a, uh, a letter from the government. Yeah. Saying because of the whole Brexit thing, they're um they've turned their nose up at my uh, application to stay here in the UK. <coughs> So there's, there's a possibility it might be extradited. <laughs> so yeah, so Bao, you've you've obviously you. I'm hoping you're not actually getting extradited, but you've got your Dutch roots, haven't you? So what was life looking like for you then in the in Charles Ford? Give us an overview. Well, I came here as a nobody, really. I was only six years old. <laughs> Parents took me down south. Um, I didn't really have much say in it because I wasn't really fully matured then, you know. <laughs> Um, but went to Saints with and Wells. Nice great school. school. Grew up, went to Toynbee, another great school. Finished Toynbee, did two great years at Peter Simmons College. Met yeah. a lot of great people and uh, last few years just been grafting, paying my way. And here I am now, just stuck in lockdown with uh, my beautiful girlfriend. And um, yeah. Beautiful girlfriend, which of course is Grace King. We'll give her a shout out as long as you're happy with that for privacy reasons. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, so that that is Bauer in a nutshell. Um, I haven't got the extradite into Netherlands on the CV, but I was born actually in the southern side of Southampton, down in the old Millbrook and Shirley ends. Uh, right. Yeah, that was me back in the day. I moved to uh, Charnas Ford, well Hiltonbury, when I was about five, I think, in year one. Went to Otterbourne Primary School, elite. Really is a school which has brought out some heroes. Chris Tremlett, ex-England butt fast bowler, great player. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up, you know, going <laughs> Thorndon. <laughs> Chris Tremlett. We ended up going to Thorndon, me and my, my brother and sister. And then, like, same as you. That's where we properly met, wasn't it? It's Peter Simmons. Yeah. First... Can, I just, um, can I just point something out, mate? Was, was Otterbourne really an elite school? What are you, you not you not taking that? Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't know enough. About it, it was a it was a small it's a big, yeah. It's a big commitment to say it's an elite school because lots of my parents will be listening to this, and uh, I'm sure they'll want to take their younger 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 babies to that school. I mean, if it's elite. Yeah, I mean, it it was an elite school. I have I have to say it was. We had the old head teacher there, and he was just unbelievable. He had us absolutely in shape, respecting guidelines, rules, and he's just a nice guy. It was an elite school, and I think at some point we're looking to obviously talk about the top 10 controversies in Charles Ford, and I feel like a lot of Otterbourne people may have been involved in that. So, it brought out characters, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, so that is, obviously, we met at at Peter Simmons, but we played footy, haven't we, since we were, what, eight, on and off? Yeah, St. Francis with the days where it started, wasn't it, really? Yeah, in fact, it's got got to be the right thing to do, give St. Francis Football Club a shout-out on the first pod. Means a lot to us both. Means a lot to us. Uh, you, how, my, uh, how I started playing football, wasn't it? It was my first ever team, I think. I think you got the treble, didn't you? We got the treble, 
Under 10s. Who was your gaffer? Terry Hogan. Yes, good. Terry Hogan, that was St. Francis Hot Shots, wasn't it? I think the club actually got quite a bit of money for that. But... <laughs> yeah, there was a few I bonuses. I can't quite remember what the prize was. There was a TV, it's just before the TV licence came in, because otherwise you probably could have seen a big, big amount coming in off that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bauer and I, we properly linked up, came best friends, should we say. Um, at Simmons on the first day of football trials, I remember he came up to me and went, You're right, mate, I've got no friends. And I had no friends, so I was one of few people to go from Toynbee, actually. That is a transition, which doesn't really happen. Yeah. So. I thought I'd throw myself in the deep end, go to a proper, proper college. And, uh, <laughs> Shots fired at Barton, is it? Come out with uh, three E's, so. You take it. You take that. That's, look, we learn, don't we? So, so yeah. So that's, that's an overview of us. I mean, this podcast, we've been thinking about it since the very first lockdown, haven't we? Yeah, um, I mean, it's been brewing for a long time. And it's it's now time we just put it into plan. And uh, it's basically, and I'll give you a brief overview. We we know Chandler's Ford every year gets voted as like one of the best place in the UK to, to live, doesn't it? Well, I think Hampshire was voted best county to live, what, about two or three years ago? Yeah. And then Chandler's Ford... I think was actually voted one of the best places to live in Hampshire. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure. I think Valley Park. Place. Yeah, I think Valley Park literally did get voted one year best place to live in the UK. I think and, it did, yeah. and that's in fact where we're we're from, isn't it? As such, that's where our parents, our family homes are. Shall we say? Yeah, I would, uh, I'd agree with so that. So it's, it's, it's an honour. It's it's so an honour. So. Yeah. So we kind of just want to let the Chalmers Four people know why it's so good. You reflect yeah, on that nostalgia that if you've lived here, hopefully you can relate to a lot of these stories. And then two, I guess we're doing our bit for Chalmers Ford to attract newcomers, aren't we? In what way, mate? We're going to be basically going down the way of Chalmers Ford's top ten throughout our podcasts. So <laughs> we're looking well, to get the punters in. And yeah, just bit... I mean, there's a few, there's a few talking points about Chalmers Ford. Yeah, definitely, and I think they just need to be brought up. To the wider public, you know. Okay, so so let's. I reckon we just kick off, mate. Hopefully, yeah, people can I'm, get to know I'm, us. I'm, I'm ready. I think people can get to know us and then and, and so on. But a lot of our top tens are going to reflect from nostalgia. It's fair to say, they're going to link back Good to memories. our Good memories. Yeah, they're going to link back to our childhoods. Yeah, and some will be present time. But I mean, our first Chandler's Ford top ten on the BBC Ford podcast is about Charles Ford top 10 hangouts and I guess it's as a youth isn't it yeah this is a young lad this is a young this is where you grow into a man these are the places where you make your friends and... yeah wow this Incredible is yeah and, and and what's good about this is you've got the Toynbee aspects of the uh, the hangout well, side and I've yeah, got yeah you put this I mean, there's a good split, isn't there? You're Thorn and I'm Toynbee. Yeah. The two sides of Chandler's Ford, really. Yeah. Come together to make the best hangouts. Would you say those two sides are enemies, or are they enemies into friends, or friends and then in, and into enemies? What's your view on the kind of Chandler's Ford, Toynbee, Thorn and split? Well, I don't really. As sad as this sounds, I wasn't really much of a. <laughs> I was an active lad, but I was never out and about after school. I was inside playing snooker. And that's the end of Bauer on this podcast. Uh, so if you just like to say your goodbyes. What do you mean you weren't an active and outgoing lad? I didn't really meet with a lot of people 
you know, he's a bit older, sort of year 10, year 11, so... I feel like that's fine. That, that will work still. Because they're, they're the cool years where... Mate, we weren't in year 7 hanging out till 2am, were we? We had bedtimes at that age. Yeah. Well, so some people were, mate, Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's not name names. We're not going to go down that path and just, like, no, singling no, out no. people. Um, I saw... Pe- I'll put it this way. I saw people coming into school the next morning not performing well enough. That's what I saw. <laughs> so... Yeah. And, yeah, and you think they were hanging out in one of our top 10 hangouts, don't you? That's your conspiracy. Yeah. All right, so I reckon we kick it off, mate. All right, let's go. So, Bauer and I got together before the podcast and we put some hard work and hours into this. And for a place which has a lot to offer, we found it very tough to uh, navigate ourselves into to 10 hangouts. Now, the, yep. the first one... Is a is a joint because we've kind of got to look at it from the toy and the unthorned and aspect. So I think this surprise a lot of people actually. I think it will as well, you know. So as a you, a top ten hangout that we agreed on from the Thorndon yeah. side, it was the Thorndon bus stop, just outside yeah. the school. And for Toynbee, what was it? Well, I mean, it was literally outside the gates of Toynbee. So, so yeah, t- t- tell us. You'd spend a day at school, blah 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 school bell rings you'd think everyone's flooding to go home yeah people are hanging around the school premises for about half an hour as class <laughs> getting their ice creams in 50p mix-ups the, the, the ice cream van used to just sit outside the school yeah it did it did actually for a while a lot of, that's probably one of the main reasons a lot of people people waited who, when they were younger but when we got older jesus who was your who was your ice cream chavs, yeah. scootering around in the car park <laughs> Who, that was unbelievable. Who was your ice cream van? What was the name? Uh, Marucci's Ice Cream, shout out. Was it? Huge. Was it actually? Yeah. yeah. That's who we had. So how have we both... Yeah. Did they have two yeah, vans? They finished earlier than we did. What, so they'd be at ours and zing over to yours? What time did you finish? I want to say 10 to 3. Yeah, we finished at 5 past 3. Yeah, but we'd be queuing for about two hours. So yeah, you had Marucci. The ice cream van wouldn't turn up to Maybe they had two. I'm, I'm, I know the Maruchis well, so hopefully I'll get in contact. And that might be a... They might have had two vans the whole time. It could be a live guest. It, it we could get... Guest. If, if this goes well... That would actually... Yeah, that could be a good shout, you know. We could definitely look at getting in uh, Mr. Marucci. Um, but just shout out, what an, what an ice cream business that is. Oh, how they haven't made millions, I don't know. They might have, you know. But that... They might have, yeah. That was, for me... The most enjoyable part of the school day. I would. Well, I would say apart from English. Oh, did you like English? Bit of a Shakespeare fan. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say Shakespeare, but more <coughs> the two books that I had to read was Jekyll and Hyde and Kill a Mockingbird. Nice. And that's re- that's really really what got me interested in school. So. <laughs> Decent. Yeah. I thought I can see more of a Macbeth man. Uh, personally. Oh, <laughs> Of mice and men, of mice and men was my elite. So yeah, so let's. So, so that's what happened at Toynbee. So I mean, the Thorndon bus stop. I wouldn't say is the same. It, it the Thorndon bus stop was a top hangout because it was where you're going to get up to your mischief. Yeah. And if I there agree. If, if there was going to be a little quarrel or scrap, it was going to happen at the uh, Thorndon bus stop. If yeah. the naughty kids were going to be smoking when they're about ten, it was going to be at the Thorndon bus stop. Um, and I think it was a good hangout for that uh, for someone like myself who wasn't too much of someone to dabble in the, the wrongdoings at a young age 
it was quite intimidating at times, but you knew you were going to get a good kind of good vibe in there. It's going to be a dark. Espe- yeah, especially when you saw the, the lads from the years above. Yeah. There was always that eyebrow. They were just chilling and hanging around. Yeah, was there, there was always that question of, right, we're in year 10, but why is there someone who's finished college here as well? <laughs> <laughs> you get some guy driving a Vauxhall course I mean, and windows, private plate, outside <laughs> the gates before he was in the end. I mean, yeah. Absolute turnip. <laughs> it was a bit a bit odd when you'd be fifteen and there was twenty one year olds there. And I mean that twenty one. I'm, I'm glad to say I never did return to that form of dust up. Um, you don't have a sister. Nibble. Good, good. All right. So that was our number ten. I think that's it. We we kind of highlighted the importance of those two places. Now number yeah. nine. You said you went there once, and it's a place called Africa, but not. Obviously, Africa, because Africa's not in, in China's Ford. But there is, at the, the back... The nickname. Yeah, the nickname Africa for a yeah. kind of a field, a private land field, at the back of Hornbeam in Nightwood and Hemlock Way. Yeah. And, and, mate, I, I tell you, I remember the first time someone said, I think it was Los Guzzi, said, let's go to Africa. And I was like, cool, what's this place going to be? And he yeah, said... We yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes, no, no, no. It's Africa in in Nightwood. I was like, all right, we'll, we'll see it. We go there, mate. And what was he trying to say? There were people dressed as lions and shit. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. As a as an eleven year old, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it could be like a zoo, a hidden zoo. I didn't know, but he's taken us. We've had to cross through a tiny bit of barbed wire, yeah. and I promise you, mate, it is like you've stepped into Africa. There, yeah. there, there is. In the middle of it, there was this tree which looked like it had been burnt down, literally like in Lion King, where yeah. where Simba or the monkey sees the, the dad. What's the dad's name? As Aslam? No, that's Narnia. Or is it? Aslam. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Musafa. It's, it's literally that tree like where the monkey chills and sees Musafa. And you go in there, mate, and you, if, if, if a lion ran past you, or a zebra... Or anything like that, a warthog, you would not feel out of place. Yeah, you wouldn't feel surprised, yeah. And it was quite truly the most it was breathtaking as a as a you. It was for for a solid year I think I went to Africa every day. I mean that's pretty poor. I know, but it, it was it was a place that I hold very deeply in my heart. And I mean you said you went there once, didn't you? I went there once. Uh God, this this is taking me back. I went there once. I think it was Dom Dewey. Yeah. Mike Win Stanley, absolute troops. Nick Windsor, and there would have been one other lad, and I'm not joking. I think I think someone had some sort of guitar or some instrument, or whether we had, they had a makeshift guitar there or makeshift drums. We were just making songs for about two hours, <laughs> and it was the weirdest but fun, most fun two hours of my life. So you, so you, yeah, so you do like Africa. You've had one bit of fun, and and you... I've had one bit of Africa in my life, mate. I've, I don't actually need to go to Africa. Yeah, that's what I always thought. I thought, I think I'm done it. I don't need to see the real Africa because anything I do see, I'll not feel like it won't live up. No. Um, no, no, no. And also with Africa, just quickly before we move on to the next one, I think there was this other little bit of Africa called the Stick Graveyard, and that name right. itself bizarre, very bizarre. But I've not, I know that. it was basically this little mud bit at the side of Africa 
And it literally was a stick graveyard. They were just sticks stuck into the floor. And there's like little tubes which looked like they should have been round trees. But the, the trees weren't there. But there's just yeah. loads of sticks stuck in the in the ground. So the stick graveyard. Um, I hope the youth are still calling it that. I mean, what a name. I've, I've not heard of it, mate. That's new to me, so... Yeah, so uh, maybe... I'm sure those sticks have grown into the trees by now, so... I hope they haven't, because the stick graveyard will forever be a great place. So, that is number nine. Brilliant. Africa, a.k.a. Nightwood. Um, number eight is a bit of a curveball because it's seasonal. Yeah. It's definitely a seasonal uh, decision, but we've put Otterborne Hill and the mud yeah. ramps. I think this is more for you, mate, because I'm going to be honest, I've never been there. I've just driven past it. You were, you were allergic to snow, though, weren't you? Yeah, when I was younger, yeah. Yeah, so you could... Used to make my, used to make my eyes bloodshot and my, <laughs> my face puff out, so... But that was only really if I got hit proper hard by a snowball. Yeah. I don't know if I was allergic to snow or if it was just the fact that the impact hurt my face. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and get an answer. Your dad's a doctor, so maybe ask him later and tell everyone next week. Yeah, um, I mean, he's away a lot, so... Yeah. yeah. When When's his next homecoming? Homecoming meal... Thursday night, I think. Good. Comes back from work, so good. I think Mum's got a nice uh, chili or curry planned. That'll be good, mate. Do you, do you have yeah. it? Do you have it spicy or kind of medium or very mild? What's your family's intake? Do you know what? My favourite curry is kind of a little bit of spice. Yeah. yeah. Can you give yeah. us a name of a curry? Quite a bit of spice, so probably more towards a korma. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> that's that's great. That is good. Spicy korma. Um, yeah, but yeah, look, so Otterbourne Hill and the mud ramps, I said it was seasonal, and the next one's seasonal as well, but this one was, I reckon, Otterbourne Hill itself, throughout our youth, say, 11 to 18, we probably yeah. only ever had three good days of it, and it was on the snow days. That's when school was shut. Yeah, it was, on, it was on the snow days, but it's worthy of a hangout because... It, it was elite. Those days, they were absolutely unbelievable. Oh, it was a full day of snow, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, and it, you would get a little toboggan, or you'd literally take... I mean, some kids had all the dingoes in the world, and yeah, they literally turned up with a toboggan. People like myself didn't have a toboggan to hand, so what we'd do is we'd cut a, a box, a Weetabix box, but I'll be honest, I think I was probably yeah. having... I think I was probably eating wheat bisques as the Zones version at the time. Yeah. And... Uh, you just cut the box and then sit on it down a, the Otterbourne Hill and you just zing, mate. And it'd always be this close. Tragic. No, it wasn't tragic, mate. It was good. You'd always be this close to um, smashing into the, literally the, the metal gate at the side of Otterbourne Hill. And I'll, I'll give George... So you're really, you're just being irresponsible. It was a bit, but that's what you do when you're young, don't you? And I think there was one time where somebody... It's definitely off. There is a video on Facebook. Maybe we'll link it up. It might be like Jordan Lane in my head, and he absolutely goes down this hill and smashes his face. And it is, it's great to watch, even at 25. Looking back at 10 years ago, he absolutely smashes his face. But those days were elite. And then the mud ramps, not so seasonal, but if you got bored of the other places that we'll come on to later on in this the top 10, the mud ramps are great, mate. There's a couple of broken wrists happening in, the, in those woods. Just to the side of Otborne Hill, I can remember yeah. that. Um, but yeah, top top place, mate. Otborne Hill and, and the mud ramps. Yeah. Uh, but number seven, mate. We we both said this one, so take it away. It's Shawford. 
Oh, Shawford River. I mean, what a place. What a place, by the way. Yeah. Kind of, everyone got the bus, Blue Star one, classic, get off at the motorway bridge, yeah. walk down to the train station and walk past the pub all the way down to the river. The bridge in, isn't it? Is it the bridge? Yeah. I'm actually not sure what it's called. I think it's the bridge. Um, yeah, it might be, actually. And then um, you get to the little open bridge, lads flying off the bridge, girls flying off the bridge, boys taking girls behind the tree, little smooch. Oh, yeah. It was great. But it was only ever there for the summer, really, wasn't it? We, it was, we've, uh, we've... It was classified as the, the Selfridges of the day out, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was you. You got six, seven weeks of it, didn't you? But summer holidays. Yeah, it, was, it was the summer. Summer holidays. It was you were pretty much there every day, yeah. unless the weather yeah. was poor. You were you would be there a lot of the time. That bit of water, mate, wasn't it? It was just like diving into the ocean. And then it was even better when I do actually remember one time. This was this is probably the best night of my life. Well, I wouldn't say best night of my life, but it's up there. Yeah. We, I think we were year eleven. Yeah. Yeah, year eleven. We just finished year eleven. We'd all finished our exams. Yeah. And we all, I, I think honestly, about fifty people in our year all went. So you know, if you got to the bridge, mm. but just there was two bridges. Yeah. Not the bridge where everyone jumped off, but the walking bridge across. To yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the smaller one. Yeah, the little. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go across the smaller one, if you went up like hundred meters, there was a little like gate. Yeah. I remember. You jump over and then you were on a massive field. Yeah, and there was so wasn't there wasn't there like a rope swing on the back side of that field? Into I'm the... not sure. I can't quite remember. I just remember it being a huge field. Yeah. And when we'd all finish our exams, honestly, like most of our, I would say, fifty people in our year, we all bring tents and we all like parked up on this field and spent the whole day there and stayed the night on that field. Beautiful, and mate. Beautiful the memories. Next, the next morning. We had cows in our tents. Cows? <laughs> we had cows in our tents. Well, actually so, in the tents. The farmer turned, some geese who clearly owned the land turned up and he was just like, if you don't sod off, I can shoot because it's my property. I can shoot. <laughs> so Don, you, Dewey, Don Dewey tries to knife him. You've, so you've literally... You've been there just minding your own business and you've honestly woken up with a shotgun to your head saying... No, I wouldn't say it. it wasn't a shotgun, but... More of a sniper. Cows, and then as we were all thinking, oh, shit, like, what's happening here? There was a bloke who turned up on a, like a some sort of tractor or car. Yeah. And he was just like basically saying to all of us, get off my land, like, I've got the right to shoot because it's my land, blah, blah, blah. And he, he had a gun with him and he was saying, if you're not gone like, within the next half an hour, hour... I'll come back and I can shoot and stuff. <laughs> so that was quite a... Uh, so you're 15, 16, being threatened with the... Uh, that's that's class. That's yeah. not, I mean, that, we don't want to scare people from Charles Ford. Obviously, Shawford's a little bit closer I to win. we broke the rules. Yeah, I mean... You, we broke the rules, but... You've been held we, accountable. We don't really think about stuff like that, so... No, so I'm glad you all live to tell the town. It was a good night. Um, for me, Shawford is just like... Yeah, like you said, it's that it's that jumping into the water and just somehow miraculously touch wood. I never saw anyone injure them, themselves, but you always thought that that big bit of concrete slab on the right. Uh-huh. You remember you you probably had a a two meter. Yeah, there's a few close calls. Yeah, you, you had a two uh, meter. I've never seen anyone get hurt. Yeah, you had that two meter radius of right. We we've got to get in in that bit, but and that was easily done when you were jumping in normally. But then you'd see 
the proper crazy, the BMX boys who just love that adrenaline, and and they would risk a flip into that two yeah. meters, and that I, I I've never ever been able to be like that. That's yeah. too scary for me. Yeah, I bet you just did a little pencil dive, keep it nice. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything, mate. I uh, actually yeah. when I was younger, that's where I used to swim in the mornings, like for a bit of fitness. Is that just true? up and down, bridge to bridge. Did you actually? It's only about five meters, or ten minutes, ten, <laughs> ten years, but. I think this is true, by the way, to our listeners. Bauer is that type of guy who would have done that as a 12-year-old. Five metres there and back and thinking like he's really smashed it. Um, but number six, mate. Now, this yeah. this is your, your Toynbee massive um, place to hang out. Because if I'm being honest, as a Thorndener, I don't think I ever went here. However, I can completely see... It's a bit like Shawford. It's on the it's on the fringes of China's Fall. But we sh- it shouldn't really be in here, but it's got to be noticed, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean it's classified as Eastley, isn't it? So it's 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 your Fleming Park, mate. So take it away. Tell us about it. Well, I think everyone knows Fleming Park. Well, well what about what about Edna in Birmingham when she listens? Say that again, mate. What about Edna in Birmingham when she listens to this? She's not going to know Fleming Park. No, she's not. But. I mean, you can Google Fleming Park, it will come up, places leisure. So, yeah. Fleming Park was elite for the lads that wanted to play football, really. That's what it was for. Yeah. You'd go on the Astro, or you'd go on the little cages at the back of the Astro, and if not, then you'd use the field. Was it free? Boom. Uh, was it free? No, no, no. We, we, we snuck on. Good lads. Yeah. We snuck on. Taking back the power. Taking back the power. Say that again? You're taking back the power from uh, Fleming Park. Yeah. I mean, we weren't paying any taxes to use it, but we were only, what, 12, 13, 14? Yeah. Only had a paper round. Where did you have your paper round? Uh, You never had one. He never had one, guys. I've called him straight out because he does this. Bauer never had a paper round. Um, so he I was too busy focusing on school, mate. Yeah, you did do all right in your GCSEs, to be fair. So I'll let you I have did, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Fleming Park, obviously, it, it is a top tier place to hang out with if you're young. And I mean, I think us Thorndoners maybe felt intimidated. We were the type of school which we we were cocky and confident. We weren't posh. Well, yeah, obviously, some people came from more posh backgrounds, shall I say? But I mean. Weird people, I won't name names, but one of our close friends in our group of mates, mate, he started crying when he found out we had to play Crestwood School in football. Um, and that was Ryan Crockford. Um, <laughs> and, and therefore, Fleming Park could have been a Toymy slash Crestwood mix, I would say. And someone like our good mate Ryan Crockford wouldn't want to dabble himself into those surroundings. I think... Uh... Matt Tiki Chippy Target was there once or twice with Quilly. Yeah, this it, it was a kind of like a a central hub, I guess, for Toynbee, Crestwood, and Quilly. Um, so I mean, yeah, Fleming Park, it's it's, it's completely respectable it was, shout. It was just a good, yeah, it was just a good place. Good, I I just good felt round place. Yeah, petrol station opposite, so you get one pound cola bottles. Really good. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just felt as a Thorndener, maybe we weren't welcome on that turf. Even though it's big enough, to, even though it's big enough to completely hide and never been found whilst you're there, but you get my point there. So, 
Number five, mate. We we both cannot relate to this place. However, we still both felt it had to go this high in our top ten hangouts, and it's kind of the aroma that it creates with its name and and the the backstory to it, and that is of course free space. Yeah, I mean this free space. I think everyone in China's thought our generation knows free space, but no one knows where it is. Apart from <laughs> the people that have been, it honestly doesn't have a postcode. It's it's. Have you have you ever been there? Uh, no, mate. But I'll be honest. It's the it's the place where I used to lie and say this is this is what it did to me. I wasn't a good. I tried to be a mech, but I was terrible. So going to free space, obviously, which was a skate park, was. It's too far. It's too. It's too far out of my depth there. So I'd definitely be struggling. Um, yeah. But free space just had this effect that you had to have said you'd been there. So yeah, I, yeah. I would lie out of my teeth, and for all, for all night, for all I know, and genuinely, the way people spoke about free space, I thought it was an underground bunker for years, mate. <laughs> mate, I remember a couple of times I used to walk into uh, used to walk into science. I had a teacher called Mrs. Bromlow. Yeah, he was this really sweet. And uh, before lessons, she if I was in early, she'd be like, oh, oh Shabal, when did you get up to the weekend? I'd like to say I went to free space. <laughs> <laughs> it's Obviously, that's, never been. This is, this is what it did, mate. I think we both agreed. We were kind of maybe more football-y based on, in our little hangouts. Uh, sporty, not BMXs as such, but it was just well, like... The problem was, I couldn't have gone because I had a Saracen and I had a mountain bike. I didn't have a BMX, so... <laughs> mate, you would have been fine because actually... As we know from our, another good friend of ours, James Gray. I don't know if you know this story. James Gray, who, when I think of Free Space and young James Gray, I wouldn't put them together, would you? I wouldn't put them together, no. I would say James Gray is a bit out of his depth in Free Space. And he... Joe Gray comes across as the kind of lad. China's Ford Library? The BMX. Ch- it would be the BMX that didn't have a seat. <laughs> he'd go to sit down and he'd sit straight on the pole. Yeah, and that's... And that's, that's going to hurt. And I think... But James Gray went to free space. This is a true story. And yeah. is, he said it was the hottest day of the year. I think we were about year 10. And he was going along the uh, mud ramp. So I think he might have been on a BMX. And next thing he knows, he's blacked out in an ambulance. <laughs> because he fainted. Uh, so that was the other thing. When we heard that story and some of us hadn't been to free space... Well, How's he fainted? He just passed out from dehydration on mid... <laughs> in the middle of cycling so that added even more fear to what free space was when that story came out and it was a bit like maybe free space has some mystical power that if you're not a top bmx rider like james gray wasn't you can't go there there. and and for years for years i lied about saying i used to go there and i think i kept up till i was about 19 it had that bigger effect on me so i'm coming clean that's what we will we want honesty on this podcast I never ever went to free space, and if you ask me where it is, I could maybe just about get there. But like you I said, think there's very few people that actually went to free space. But it, it ran, it, it ran a lot of the tough nuts, the good BMXs, the the kind of cool dudes, didn't it? And yeah. and I feel like it's it's definitely at least the top five hangout because of it was the kind of place where you'd say you'd been if you were talking to a girl at school. Oh yeah, yeah. And you thought you might want to. Have a nice little chat with her, you know. Yeah, I mean, like if you're on like a Hinge profile or, or Bumble, like, and a girl's immediate turn off. Back in the day, if those existed when we were like 13, 14, a girl's an immediate turn off would be a guy who hasn't been to free space. Yeah, 
So, oh, yeah. so you had to. Or a guy that hasn't posted a picture on Tumblr on his BMX at Freespace. <laughs> so we had to, I think, to survive, and that's obviously survival of the fittest. That is what you had to do. Sometimes you had so to much. tell Porky Pies, and that is the reason why Freespace sits number five in our top ten hangouts. Because even if you hadn't been there, you'd still hung out there. Um, right then, mate. I think this is where we get to the crunch. Right. So number four. This really is crunch time now. I'm going to take this away. So we, I've got a quickly two and four overlap, but because of their differences, shall I say, they've got yeah. to be separated, but they're still top four. So number four is the Hiltonbury Rec Pavilion, a.k.a. Okay. the Pav. I don't know a lot about this place. I've heard much about it, it but I've, I've never been there. It was obviously part of the Rec, but we're not we're not putting them together. The pavilion, I'll tell you what, mate, it was like you'd be sat at the, the wreck on the field in the summer or at the skate park playing football. Yeah. And then just at some point in the day, maybe when the skies get a little darker, when the, the when the evening's coming, someone throws that question going, Pav? And it was like, yes, 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 everyone just heads to the Pav. <laughs> and it gave you that kind of eerie... Like a flock of birds. Yeah, mate, honestly, Pav. Someone just says, Pav. And everyone just stops immediately. It's like the world stands still at the wreck. And you get a swarm of 100 lads aged between like 11 and 15. Just walk to Pavilion. Now, the Pavilion was the place where I'd say the naughty boys did their naughty. Right, okay. And boys who weren't being too naughty, which I'd like to say again, I was probably in that group. We just stood there like absolute lemons while the naughties did the naughties. And you got you would stand there for two hours and, and just be like, well, I'm not smoking. I'm not dabbling in the noise. So I don't belong in the PAV. However, if you were happy to engage in the noise, the you PAV... You affiliation with it, did you? No, I, I, I hate to say it, mate, but it doesn't... I don't have a bond with it. But I know, I know that people have some severe bonds with the PAV because it's where they maybe learnt to take their first cigarette and so on. Do, so. Does, does anyone still go there now? I, I could guess a few names, but they're, they're not coming on here. We, we will I'll ask that question on the next one. Does anyone still go there now? And you can maybe decide if you want to answer that. But the pavilion, mate, it was it was just badass. And I feel like the girls, when you wanted to flirt the girls in the summer holidays, they didn't really come out of their shell in, in the day. They knew us boys were hard at work on the BMXs, sweating, playing football, building up that body odour, ready for the evening. And then when someone said Pav, it meant as well the girls are coming. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone just straightens up their. So everyone straightens up. Yeah, they. People, the lads who lived in Hiltonbury would go home and put a shirt and tie on when they knew we were going Pav from the wreck. So yeah, put a bit of Mont Blanc on. Yeah, so that was the effect. It was the badass. It was the rebels. It was the girls. It was where you thought we'll do the noughties and yeah. it had this dark, eerie feel to it. But that is why Pavilion is on its own as number four, mate. But number three, a place your girlfriend Grace and I back onto, which is, of course, the cages. Take it away. What a place? Great place. Huge fields. Dog, dog walk central. Absolute link to the Charnasworn train station. <laughs> it's. I mean, it really is good, isn't it? It's got, it's got a hardcore use. Well, if you actually go there now, 
people would wonder why it's called the cages. Yeah, true. Really? Yeah, agreed. You, you wouldn't agree? Agreed, completely agree. But because what, what it used to be is the hardcore was a cage. Yeah. So it was football goals with basketball hoops in literally a cage. So the, like it, if you would shoot and the ball would go wide, mm. the ball would stay in the cage. It would just bounce around. It's basically like... Um, uh, goals or something. Yeah, yeah. Five side league. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that's actually not there anymore. So, like, you know, you've got to be a bit careful. If you do have a shot, it's going to be pinging back onto the field. So, it's but the there's a little park there. It was just a great place. People could hang out there till late because it was kind of, a lot of people were quite close to that area. Yeah. So, would, I thought it, it was a great little spot. I, I, I would suggest as well, the cages was the middle point for Toynbee and Thorndon. Thorndon, yeah, absolutely. It was, if you did have your group of mates and they kind of mixed over and socialised, so I'm thinking of people like Charlie Logan and Los Guzzi. If I'd been at the wreck but I wanted to hang out with them, Elliot, Montgomery, all those boys, we sometimes would meet in the middle at the cages. And, yeah, it, yeah. and it was a great spot. I think, what's it, it's Glen, is it Glendown Road? Park is that what it technically is? I have no idea. That's what I mean. I just, I just know it's the cages. It's the cages. And boss, something like we didn't say earlier, but I thought about this. Cages has had the longevity, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, that's because what we're do we? Still now, mate. Yeah, I, in the lockdown. in the summer, the lockdown in between the lockdowns when we were allowed out. I don't know if you'll ever remember this, but years. This was a few years ago now. Yeah, it was. There was a bit of caution for like young young kids or people walking around on their own. Oh. There used to be someone called the flat. There was a flasher. The flasher. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah, he'd he'd, he'd just he'd switch he'd between which push on the path. Yeah, he, under a lamppost. Yeah. And just come out after you in a long trench coat. Yeah. And flash. Do we believe that's true? Because it's a bit like. Do you remember with the snow? It happened to Grace. It's true. The Grace. It happened uh, to Grace. Mate, you've only had one girlfriend, so you can't be getting them mixed up here. What's going no, on? No, no, no. I'm trying to think who it actually happened to. I think Grace has had some weird encounter there before, but it's happened to someone. Yeah, it's happened it's, to someone else. You can see it. No, I know, it's it's got that Ram Alley Woods on the left, and you've got the Nightwood Woods on the right, and it's it, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because in the day, it's a nice little yeah. spot to do with your mates, like when you're younger. Yeah. But in the evening, when it turns home from a house party, yeah, you don't want to be there on your own. No. You really it's, don't. You honestly, you, you think you're in some scatty little place. Yeah, that is that is completely true. A shift shift the sunlight to moonlight, mate, and it changes the complexity of the place. Jekyll and Hyde, that place. It, it is. It really is. I mean, but I mean, we went there, didn't we? Played cricket in the summer. It's just got this wow factor to it. And I mean, if we went on longevity, for me, it's number one because I feel like you can be older and hang out there and go for a kickabout because it's kind of more family orientated. I think it's one of those that when we're, if everyone's still around and trying to forward 40 years old, we've all got kids, that's where a birthday party's going to be. <laughs> yeah, little birthday party. People, also, mate, it's a hot spot for drones in, in the last few it years. It's a hot spot for drones. Which, yeah. obviously, we've got to take that into consideration. Drones. Yeah. So, cages, number three, mate. I, I can't speak more highly enough of it. Okay. Yeah, it's very, yeah. So, number two was a toss-up between Nightwood and Hilton Brew Rec, which I'm sure everyone was thinking this was going to be the case. Nightwood Legislature Centre, of course, and Hilton Brew Rec taking away the pavilion. But there was a reason why we've put this one second, and uh, I'll explain why. So, 
This is the place I probably spent half my time at when I was young, and that's Hilton Bree Rec. See, I was a Thorndoner, but I was a Thorndoner living in Nightwood at the time, which a lot of us actually did. You yeah. used to get the velvet bus into school, and sometimes a wreck for a lot of people was just a bit too far away. If you're like me and love to cycle, you'd get there in 12 minutes, which is literally no time at all, but that seemed a long yeah. time away. But the wreck, mate, I mean, I spelt... I spent summer after summer there. That was my place, definitely as a kid. Um, dabbled a bit in Nightwood, but I mean, the wreck was... What a place. I'm Just the... You know what, mate? I'm surprised they haven't set a pub there. Yeah, mate, if you could like have... A mini, a mini centre for the youth, because that yeah. is... That really was... That's, that's, an, that's an iconic... It's just numbers, around. mate. Um, and obviously, the Thorndon lot will know. Last day of school... Always a rumour someone was going to be fighting someone on the wreck. And it, I'll tell you what, for those five years, going through... That's mini, Matt, was it? <laughs> going from being year seven, a little small kid, to being in year 11, you're one of the taller, older ones there, and who's having the fight. And it was just the build-up, mate, to that last day. And I'm going to shout out to Sam Worthy. I remember when he lived North Millersdale. And uh, we, let, we snuck out of our lesson early on the last day of, I think, year nine, because we wanted to go get the water balloons ready from his house and he, he lived a good kilometre away and we ran it in world record time or whatever I remember at that age and we came back with all these balloons in our bags the second your friends turn up you're having water balloon fights you're having little wrestles and then the summer was just little ukuleles sitting in the sun BMXing going to Tesco meeting Steve in Tesco of course not going to say his nickname, but everyone knows Steve and Tesco. And it's just great vibes. He's a, he's a, he's a cult hero. He's a lot... am, I, am, I right? am, I, am, I, am I right in hearing the rumours that he used to be called Greasy Steve? You are. You are. I feel that's harsh because I've spoken to him a lot as, a, uh, as an adult in, when I go in there. And, and he's actually such a nice guy. But when we were young, obviously his job was to tell us off when people were stealing and people were just being antisocial. So he had this... I think I have seen him in it still, this like body length leather jacket. And, and it's just that, and he had like grease back. He did have grease back hair. Uh, so he became Greasy Steve, and it just always happened in the <laughs> summer. Imagine being known as Greasy Steve. I know. It's, it's a tough control It's a tough one. If, if he's listening, Steve, you're Steve to us. Just when, you, when we were younger, it was Greasy Steve, which. That's tough to take, I think, but... I'd just like to point out, I didn't know who the bloke was. So. No, yeah, so... I mean, what a legend. He's worked in that Tesco's for probably hitting 20 years, I'm guessing. Which is, Talk about longevity, mate. Yeah, more longevity than the cages. So, yeah. it's truly inspirational. And I mean, yeah, the wreck speaks for itself. Just great vibes, speakers, sitting on the field. There's always daisies growing on the, uh, on the grass. Not daisy low, just actual daisies. Um, and it was a, it was great. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a great place to hang out. Many of the summer, all the rumours, all the fights that never happened, all took place at the wreck. And that is why, for me, as a Thorndoner, there'll be few minutes not number one. But yeah, no, I can, I can appreciate that. But as a Nightwood Thorndoner, I know why that we have agreed to put Nightwood Leisure Centre as the top hangout for China's Four. So take it away, Boz. Take it away. Nightwood, Kwood, Nightwood Leisure Centre, whatever you called it, it was the spot, wasn't it? Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I genuinely think 
I've never seen such a vast variety of types of people go to that place. Yeah. That was like the place where everyone could go. I've seen people there that I used to see at school and think, what? What's he doing here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just, I, I just couldn't... So it was a place for everyone. It was different schools. It had... It was pretty much into three sections. Yeah. It? it was field. Yeah. It was the hard football basketball court with the little... Uh, Skate. Skate, skateboard ramps yeah. and then it, uh, it was a dirt ramps at the back yeah if, if you were classifying who's hanging out and what this is what I'm saying I'm saying you're tough nuts kind of not most popular but, but you're kind of ones who think they are and, and your your main gang are in the skate park hardcore yeah I think I, I think I, you're I think as, as unfortunately as people would describe it the, pop, the popular ones were there yeah really. and I would say you're you're explorers and you're kind of your your Ray Mears and Bear Grylls people. They they would people like yourself. They were yeah. <laughs> yeah people like me. We were in we were in the mud ramps, just like kind of t- taking up dirt, smelling it, and seeing if we could smell any deer shite and stuff. Um, <laughs> also, mate, we, what we need to what we need to also touch on, which well, I've just realised we've left out, is actually that bit from the ramps, the the mud ramps backwards to where the pond is. Yeah. I've got to tell this story. I can't not tell a story about Nightwood. And Ben Taylor, I hope you're listening. Now a fireman. I don't think this could get him in trouble. I'm sure it won't because it's just young and naive. But we used to go and fish in that pond. But we didn't have any fishing. As far as I remember, it was like crabbing stuff. And we'd put a little bit of bread and get the fish and wheel it in. And Ben got... A, I'm sure it was a goldfish. It, was literally, it looked like Finding Nemo. Um no, that, that's a clownfish. It wasn't a clownfish. It was a goldfish. I'm sure there's not clownfish swimming around in Cayward. It was a goldfish. And Ben Taylor successfully got one. And I, I don't remember anyone else ever getting fish. Now, we were putting it like you would, put it into a bucket with water to, to not kill it. But then it looked like it had died. And we were a bit like upset about it, kind of, and just like being young and, and silly. So Ben goes to kind of release it back into the pond even though it's dead to what we can see and he uh he picks it up and as he's like just kind of with no care in the world about to put it back in it starts jumping around on his hand like just and and he absolutely craps his pants and honestly i'm sure he'll regret this and maybe we'll get him on at some point just to issue an apology but in that split second and there was myself (laughs) and i feel like connor bloomfield and my brother in that, yeah. And Jack Pearson, in that split second, he drops the goldfish. And the lad, Ben, was not a natural footballer by any means. But he has never hit a volley so sweet. He, <laughs> he just drops this goldfish that has just scared him in a moment of madness and volleys this goldfish halfway into the pond, which is, I reckon, about 40 metres. An absolute sweet connection we watch it in the air, just rotating to its death, hit the pond in the middle and just float on the top. And all of us just look at each other and we're like, has that actually just happened? That's a brain and, 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 and Ben's gone, oh my God, I'm so, why did I do that? I'm panicked. And mate, horrendous story. I don't know if we can get away with putting that on here, but I think we can. He's not a bad person. He just was a 12... 12- oh 12-year-old, 13-year-old boy panicking in a moment of absolute terror that this uh, goldfish had... Uh, Bloody hell. Yeah. That's the thing with Nightwood. I think 
the reason it's up there, it's got the most stories. Yeah. Out of all the places, I think. It does. It's got the most... Mate, that's where we ended up after our prom. That's tragic. That's Tom tragic. I ended up at Kaywood because we got kicked out because uh, I think Nick Windsor smashed a door in. <laughs> Classic. That is, that's tragic. Some of us thought not were partying in a house which looked like Disney World till f- 5, 6 a.m. So you hate to see yeah. that. But I mean, yes, yeah, so, so the adventurers, I'd say, were on the, the mud ramps back. And then the field, I'd say, was probably where the girls were. Yeah, it was where the girls were. The boys would then play a bit of sport, wouldn't they? Yeah. Bit you, music, and then it would be sort of mix and match. And then towards the end of the day, that's where then everyone just sort of came field. together. Yeah. Now and then, if you were lucky enough, you'd go to the Tesco. Yeah. And next to the Tesco, Rock and Soul. Rock and Soul. You knew who was. large chips. Yeah, you, you knew who were the workers at that age because they would come back with the chips to the boys and the girls. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, mate, I think something, something very, like, tiny and minor, but the cricket screens, they deserve a shout out. They were football goals, mate. They were football <laughs> goals, they were versatile. And. I can vividly remember going and we'd use them as football goals, but then the girls would sit behind them because they'd be safe and it's like a bench. And yeah. I mean, great, great multi-use. Yeah, it was. It's just an all-round great facility. I like, mean, there was, there was that odd curveball when the uh, cricket game would go on on the field and you couldn't go on there till later on the day on a Saturday or something. But, I mean, yeah. it was a great place. And I think we put it number one because it is where we mixed the most. There was a lot of mix, and I think going back to the age when we were like 16, before house parties, we'd like pre-drink and you'd go and get drunk on Fridays at Nightwood, and that would be a lot of Toynbee and Thorndon, that's where the mixing happened. How people started getting in relationships with people from other schools and so on, and it just is, it is, what a place. Isn't that where you had your first kiss? Uh... No, I don't think so. You've just made that up. You've made that up for the effect of the podcast, Bow. We're telling the truth only on it. Oh, I, I genuinely thought that's where you had your first kiss. That's where a lot of people had their first kiss. I'm not sure. I think my brother, Finn Hampton, had his first kiss there. I'm pretty sure. So, um, I, I might be wrong. So, sorry, Finn, if I am. But, yeah, I mean, that is it. So, we've got the toy being thorned and bus stop outside bit as 10. Africa is 9. Otterbourne Hill and the mud ramps is 8. Shawford, 7. Fleming Park, 6. Free space, which I think is our... We, we'll go there, mate, after lockdown, promise? Oh, yeah, we'll definitely go. We'll turn up. Um, we'll have to make sure we're just looking from a car and not looking dodgy, being a bit too old probably to go there. But there are still some BMXs at our age floating about. Um, Pavilion at the wreck, number four, because it's that extra place. The Cage is number three. Hiltonbury wreck, number two. And Knightwood, Kaywood, Knightwood Leisure Centre, number one. Yeah. Now, I think that's... A strong list for any prospectus buyers who want to move to the area. Your kids gonna have a great time. That's what we our message is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Message is there's a lot around here for the younger generation, definitely. Yeah, and we've not branched out too far either. We've not talked about Hoglands. <laughs> no, we haven't talked about Hoglands. Good luck. Hog- Hoglands Park, Southampton was when you kind of, they, I guess, the age people turned emo. And it's like, you had to say, if you're an emo, oh, yeah, I've been to Hoglands Park. Similar effect to Free Space. People would lie and say they've been there and you knew they had never even been on the Blue Star. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, that's our list. Great place. All safe, I've got to say. Never felt unsafe anywhere. No. Other than the rumour of the stripper. Flasher in cages. Yeah. We also, don't forget, there was the rumour, do you remember the rumour of the Snow Leopard? Yeah, 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 I remember 
I feel like that comes back every 10 years. So there's a lot of rumours in this area because the truth is not a lot happens. And uh, I didn't agree to put it as a hangout, but I'm going to give you a minute just to talk about your favourite hangout of your youth, China's Sword Snooker Club. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really go out a lot, did I? I spent most of my Saturday and weeknights playing snooker at Transport Snooker Club, trying to perfect your well, trade. I, I I just loved it. I didn't want to see anyone. I just wanted to play snooker, have my headphones in. You actually did. Off, you did. Hours later, I'll be still playing snooker. You did quite well, didn't you? If you're snooker, well, I've done all right. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. No, but yeah, as in genuinely, you got you got to a high level. I think when I was twelve or thirteen. I reached the quarterfinals of the under fifteen world championship. That's unbelievable. So that's not too. Bad. I mean, if anyone's ever seen Baron Cleveland Bay, he's the first person to put a pound down on the uh, pool table, and he annihilates. Yeah, that's one thing that does my, does my ticker in. Ticker. Like, eight, people put eight pound coins down. You think? Yeah. Mate, like you can't just put eight pounds. <laughs> well, I'll put hundred pound down. <laughs> The whole night. Outbid them. That's not how it works. Yeah. It does matter. It's got to be singular powers, isn't it? So, yeah, for everybody does hang out in these uh, monks and obviously everything. We'll discuss that later on about kind of pub etiquette, how we feel. Yeah, definitely. All right, but I mean, look, that's we, we've done well in week one there. Um, next week, we'll think about what we're looking into. So if you've got any ideas, send yeah, them over. If anyone's got any... Um anyone disagrees with any, any on that list or got anything then just email us you know? yeah. what is our email? Uh, well my personal email I'm not going to give out yeah. it's bbc slash Ford slash you can't even get slash in an email so again Bauer has got this thing where he lies a lot so if, if no, we if, bbc dash Ford yeah at googlemail.co.uk ok gmail probably we can, we'll try and get that together I reckon that'll work um, but yeah, we're all ears. We're all ears. I mean, past the pod, as they do on the Crouch Pod. We want this pod to go flying around, see Ford. Um, but yeah, so we're looking at what we'll potentially do next week. We're also going to get some celebrity guests on. There's a few people we've already got lined up. Somebody with a blue tick. Uh, and he currently and recently starred on a dance show. Um, probably, probably of our era, China's Ford's most famous person, would you say? I would say one of definitely yeah, yeah. great lad great lad very very humble very modest loves his Seaford and uh, one of our close mates so we'll get him on uh, and yeah. then a couple of the boys want to get involved don't they so I mean Jack Richmond he's no, absolutely gagging this pod will have a few beautiful guests yeah so tune in stick with us exactly and here we go so it's been a pleasure Bauer first pod it's a pleasure mate have a great weekend class goodbye everyone thanks for listening